Coming to you live from the Johnny Packer Eyewear Studios in fabulous Dark Vegas, Mississippi. Please welcome our co-host, the best eye doc this side of the Mississippi, B.W. And now, welcome a true hero, a CF warrior whose favorite motto in life is, just keep living. Here's Johnny. Hey folks, beat up here. Welcome to another episode of the Johnny Pearl Podcast. This is Texas A&M Week, and I'm here with my co-host Johnny. How are we doing today, Johnny? Doing all right, all right, all right. Even though that's a Texas Longhorn guy, this is uh, Texas A&M Aggies playing, but it's a great, great week, great week to play some football. That's right. Man, I, I kind of got in the Texas spirit. I was watching uh, the new Nolan Ryan documentary that's on Netflix. Have you seen that one yet? It's on my list of things to watch. I hadn't watched it yet. Is it good? It's real good. Yeah, and it's um, – I guess he, he grew up in Alvin, Texas, which is looks like it's kind of south of Houston. So, I don't know. They never said I, – I don't guess he's an Aggie fan. They did, They never really said what – because he didn't go to college. He went straight to the major leagues. Right. Uh, he's – uh. But he's famous in the Texas part of the country, that's for sure, with the fight with uh, Robin Ventura. Does it talk about that in there? I'm sure it does. Oh, yeah. It talks a lot about it. Awesome. Um, one thing I didn't realize, so they, you know, they get in that fight, and it gets Ventura in the headlock. And when it, like, after everybody kind of piles on, he said he was at the very bottom of the pile, and all these people were on top of him, and he felt like he couldn't breathe. And he was, like, thinking he's, you know, going to pass out underneath there and he said that all of a sudden this like big arm comes in and pulls him out and it's bo jackson that pulls him out of the pile no way <laughs> yeah wow yeah so that was kind of crazy and then they talk about there's that picture of him where he's got blood all over his face and all over his yes. jersey and standing there and they said yeah this if you go into any bar in texas in the past 20 years, this, this picture's on the wall in there, and it talks about what happened with that, how he got hit in the lip with the ball. Really? Yeah. But wow. That's insane. It's crazy. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching. It, it kind of gets you in the Texas spirit. It has nothing to do with A&M, but it's still a good one. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, well, uh, so we had a good, uh, I guess like Haydad calls it a get-right game. Last week against Bowling Green, the game never really seemed like it was in question. The dogs went out there and dominated, and they did what they were supposed to be. And we were texting back and forth about the game during the score there. Um, for a minute there, it looked like your prediction was going to work out, and then for a minute there, <laughs> mine, mine was getting close. Uh, I think I ended up being closer in the end because we we had 45. I predicted 44, yeah. so I was right there. But if it's like the – Price is right. If you go over, you lose. So I don't know who who we declare the winner on that one. Yeah, I think uh, I texted you when it was thirty eight to thirteen. I was like, man, there's this is the exact score right here. But then uh, we we put another one in end zone, and and uh, so you end up coming up closer. <clears throat> but uh, wow, I mean, we were just throwing touchdowns right and left, and it's cool. Make a wish, you know. Every time Will throws one, gets uh, get some money. So I think they got like six thousand bucks that day. So. Um, Man, what a what a good good uh, good win! You know, we talked about that last week. Uh, we needed to bounce back and have a good show, and 
wow, they uh, they really put it to them, and, and they should put it to them. It shouldn't have been a, a close game. We we were that much better than them, so <clears throat> we did what we were supposed to do, and that's what it uh, that's what it boiled down to. And you know, people were kind of mad about uh, him about keeping him in at the end of the game, but um, and not putting in Sawyer, but uh, I think he was just uh, I think he was um, trying to pass some stats. Maybe I don't know because he is. Uh, I mean, he's going down as the as the record holder for passing yards, and and uh, so we, you just worry about stuff like that because about him getting hurt and stuff like that. But hey, uh, he did he did the job, and Sawyer came in. But I hope he Sawyer gets some action somewhere somewhere later down the road because you want your backup to play and not just be thrown into the mix and not have any experience. But uh, but Will did a great job, and all around it was a solid effort. So um, really pleased with uh, well, what we got. Yes, sir. Yeah, so like we said, I mean, that was a really good get-right game for everybody, and I do agree with you, Johnny. I think that uh, we're trying to pad Will's stats a little bit there, and I don't know if it's if it's Leach or who's coming around with that push, but since it's Texas A&M week, we brought in a special guest with us, and, and we've got our guest on the line here. We've got, got Nick Fitzgerald, uh, the Texas A&M's daddy, and uh, so we want to welcome you back to the show, Nick. Appreciate you coming back on. How you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Glad to be back on with y'all boys. I, uh, I'm still still waiting to get my uh, my Father's Day card from Texas <laughs> but I think that's also right there with the uh, the alimony payments they're trying to get at me, and I'm dodging those too. So you know, we'll we'll see. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely uh, definitely deserve that Father's Day card, man. Because you you are you you own a man. You're their dad, that's for sure. But uh, man, Nick, thanks for coming back on. I have to tell you, man, out of all the podcasts we did. Yours was the most downloaded one of all that we've ever had. So, uh, so no, that, that is surprising because I'm an idiot. Talk about so. that. Everybody wants to hear what you have to say. So that's a good, good thing. So, uh, so thanks for joining us again, man. It's really an honor to have you back on. And, and uh, I think people are going to really like to listen, hear your thoughts and hear what you had to say about, about, cause you were there, you beat them. You were in person, you know, you, you were in, in the, in the matchups against them. And, uh, just kind of, I guess just let, let's just go back and, and talk about it. What, Talk about your, your first game playing AM, what you thought going into it and all that stuff. Sure, absolutely. No, so first time 2016. Um, you know, obviously pretty terrible year for us as a team. Um, you know, we have the number four team in the country coming in at home. Um, you know, obviously there's 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 hype around the game because you know you're playing a top five team. Um, you know, that was just when the playoff uh the playoff uh standings had came out and they were number four. Uh, but I didn't care about that. You know, I didn't, I didn't care who we were playing. Um, if we were playing Bowling Green or if we're playing Alabama, um, you know, I prepared for every game the exact same way. Um, and, you know, from the first play on offense, uh, that 74 yard touchdown run all the way through the end of the game, you know, I just felt like they just didn't have an answer for our offense. Um, you know, no matter what they tried to do and a lot of credit goes to Dan Mullen. Um, I know a lot of Mississippi state people don't like him, but, man was a genius. Um, he really understood football. He understood how to scheme up games and he understood how to use the players that he had to their best ability. Um, and, you know, any, anything that they threw at us on defense, you know, we had an answer for, we had a counter for, um, and it just seemed like, even if, even though I threw two picks in the red zone, which is awful, uh, you know, we were still able to pull out that win and, uh, get a huge, huge top four win for us and, and a pretty terrible season. Yeah, that was, that was big time. <laughs> Well, you shared something on Twitter the other day. It was it was one of the one of your runs, and I just remember thinking, "It's you. You get the ball. You take off. 
And I mean, nobody is close to you. When you run in that end zone, the end zone is completely empty. You got the Mississippi State in the end zone. What's that feeling like? You just you're in the middle of the end zone. It's just you. I mean, what's going through your mind and that at that when that happens? Well, I mean, you know, as a you know, as a very lanky uh, Caucasian man uh, playing college football, you know the you, know, you just never want to get caught from behind. That was that was always my biggest fear. Um, I didn't want to be embarrassed and be caught from behind by anybody. So the whole time I'm running the ball, I'm just thinking, don't get caught, don't get caught, run as fast as you can, do not get caught. Um, <laughs> and when you turn around, you see like no one's no one's within 15 yards of you. Um, one, you you give it up to to. I mean, that, on that play for Odd Green, a great, great block out in front to, to let me kind of spring it. Safeties took terrible angles. They, they kind of stopped running as I got away from them. Um, you just kind of turn around and look and see, and there's no one there except your teammates running to, running to get you. And it, it's a great feeling, though. You just, you just dusted everybody. You just dusted everybody. Yeah, that was that was a memorable moment, man. I, I love that, love that image. Who, who's that in the background? There, one of our players in the background with arms up. <laughs> oh, oh, I, oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, you're talking about 2018. Yeah, that was oh, that yeah. was Daryl Williams throwing the Daryl Williams. He, okay, he, yeah, yeah. He, he already, yeah, he already knew. Yeah, there was there was no doubt about it. They weren't <laughs> they weren't catching me. I hadn't hadn't been hawked my whole career. I definitely was going to let it happen in my senior yeah. year against these guys. So um, yeah, that- he knew he knew I was gone. I think everyone in the stadium. I uh, knew I was gone the second I got, you know, past the past line mm-hmm. of scrimmage. There was nobody there. Yeah, that and was, then, uh, and that, that was, was a, that was kind of a cool play for me too, because you know that was kind of the the seal the deal on the game. Um, right after a, a tr- like the worst, absolute worst game of my career at LSU that year, throwing four picks and just everyone, everyone didn't want me to be the starting quarterback anymore. Um, and I knew that as much as much as you try your best to stay away from you know, social media and what people are saying, obviously it still gets through. Um, and that was just kind of a, a statement, I guess, in a way of saying, you know, this is still my team. I'm still a starting quarterback. I'm not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. You kind of put an exclamation point on that and, and shut the haters up. And that's what I love about it, man. I love about you doing that. And that was awesome. Uh, all right. That was 18. Go back to 17 uh, at the, on Texas A&M on the road, getting a huge big time win. What was that like beating the Aggies at Cal Field? Man, it was huge. Obviously, that is uh, – I mean, as you're going up to it, I mean, that is an intimidating, huge, massive stadium for people to, to come in and play at. Uh, I know they have – I know they can seat, seat over 100,000. Um, you know, it's loud. It's crazy as the game starts. But, you know, by midway through the first quarter, um, it was a lot like the second half of the 2014 LSU game where Dak went in there and just shut them down. And it was just so quiet. Um, and it's, there's nothing, there's, there's not a better feeling in the world and going to someone's field and just dominating them, just looking at their fans, knowing they're distraught. They just got excited about it. And then by the, by the end of the first quarter, they know it's over with. It's just, it's a, it's a magical feeling for sure. Yeah. So what is the, the noise level like when everybody's rocking and rolling there in Kyle field versus tiger stadium? Man, I mean, they're they're. I think they're comparable. You know, I, I think I think it's comparable. Just the way that SEC stadiums are just are built. You know, the the sound just funnels straight down onto that field, and the way the Kyle Field is, it's just so upright. You know, you just feel like you have a hundred thousand people just sitting on top of your head, just screaming at you. Um, so it's definitely loud. Um, you know, if if I was a, if I was a lesser man, would have been a little intimidated, but. You know, I knew I knew that we were going to go in there and smack them. So, you know, that didn't really matter to me. 
<laughs> well, y'all uh, definitely did that. And uh, so, you know, and, and then last year, you know, on, you know, going into the game, not many people, state fans probably thought that we could, we could take down the Aggies last year at, at Calfield. We did that. And then here we are again, another year later, bringing the, bringing the Aggies to, to Scott Field, Davis Wade. So, what's your predictions, Nick? What, what do you think? We, I, th- I feel like we need you at the game, Nick. But uh, that good mojo right there. <laughs> you know what? I will. I will guarantee I will be there at the next A and M home game in two years. <laughs> I, I will definitely be there, um, and I'm going to wear an "I'm Your Daddy" shirt, and it's just it's going to be wonderful. But you know, my prediction. Um, you know, obviously. It's the battle of the Maroons. You know, it's the, it's the battle of the same jerseys every freaking year. I wish Adidas would uh, would give us some different jerseys than them, but it is what it is. Um, you know, I think, I think Will Rogers is by far, if he's not the best quarterback in the country, he's top two in the country. Um, you know, the kid can just flat out sling it. He reads defenses very well. Um, you know, the interceptions they have, in my opinion, I don't think they're his fault, you know, at least, definitely at least one of them just right their receiver's hands. I think that should be counted as like a receiver turnover or something like that. Um, but the kid is just lights out. He's a great leader. He's, he has a, a solid offensive line. He has four dudes out there, at least four guys at wide receiver that could be playing and starting at anywhere else in the SEC. Thank God they're in the maroon and white with us. Um, and I think I see us scoring at least 35 and I see our defense really stepping up, and I think they're going to keep them to. I think I think it could, I could go with like a thirty-five seventeen, maybe a, maybe a forty-two seventeen. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I, I, I'll, I like I'll be the happiest guy in the world. I'll be all over Twitter talking the most crap to everybody <laughs> that'll listen. Um, and I'm just very excited for them to back up all of my shit talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to have to go with you on that one too. I, I feel like. We we really are the better team. Just just we shouldn't have lost that game to LSU, but I think we're gonna go in there and hopefully make a statement, get some momentum rolling into the rest of the month here. And um I'm gonna say 35-21. I'm right there with you. See, I, I think I think we got that. I think we got that bad juju out of our system, you know. Yeah. I think yeah. I think we got that. We got that loss out of the way that takes some pressure off people. And, you know, they can just go out there just like they did last week. Come out, start really fast, play our game, take our shots when we have them, get the running backs involved, and keep it a little bit of that Mike Leach, Mike Leach balance. And I think we're going to be just fine. Yeah, I agree with both of y'all. I think so, too. I think we're going to put up some points. And uh, I think Will Rogers going to sling it around again. And I'm going to say uh, – I'm going to go with you, Brandon, 35. Uh, I'll say 13 – Instead of being the exact same, I'm gonna say 3520 about that. Um, I, I think it's gonna be, uh, I think our defense is gonna have to step up and stop them, but I feel like we are the better team and and uh, we got that, um, the crowd with us on that one being a home field game. And uh, I look for, uh, yeah, we need it, we need every cowbell absolutely, absolutely rocking. We need to add, rocking. we need every seat filled and we need every single cow. I don't care. The football team sets apart money every year to pay for the fines for the cowbells. We're ring them during this. I don't care. Ring that ish. Bring them and ring them. I don't care. Make it as loud and as hostile as possible. Hey, did y'all see where they're having the uh, – Nick, if you come in two years, I, I need, you need to go to the yell practice and, and give them hell, man, because I saw they're having the yell practice on the intramural fields Friday night at 10 o'clock. <laughs> Maybe some state fans will show up. and. Look, and, that, and look, I, I'm not, I'm not going to – 
Yeah, I'm not gonna. It, it that's some of the most embarrassing stuff I have ever seen it, in my entire it, life. It really is. It is the most Twitter, cringy. Garbage. Is the most cringy nonsense, just <laughs> middle school style crap I have ever seen in my entire life. Like my like my middle school freaking PE teacher would have got up there during a pep rally and said some <laughs> stuff like that. Like it. I don't understand it. They need to. I don't care about tradition. That's a terrible tradition. They need to go ahead and get rid of that. Yeah. I hope, <laughs> Honestly, I hope, actually, I hope they keep it forever just so I can laugh about it. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. It makes them look like idiots when they lose, man, and they say, oh, I'll talk all that trash and that. But maybe maybe with some state fans will show up and, and uh, spoil their party. But, hey, man, if they don't, the main thing is spoiling the party on the field. That's what it's all about. And I feel like what we're talking about right now, I think we have a good chance. And, and uh, you know, uh, beating – like we were just talking about losing LSU, we needed that Bowling Green win to come – Come along and build the confidence back up, and, and let us know, and let. And, and I feel like it did. I feel like it was a springboard to what what can can happen. And uh, it's all above. It's all in front of us right now. Just uh, just got to take care of business and see what the next week brings. Absolutely, I think I think Bowling Green could have been a could have been a sneaky game. You know, coming off a big road loss, right. almost letting them beat you twice. You know, a half full stadium, eleven a.m. kickoff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, the, the recipe was there for it to be uh, a late in the fourth quarter, have to pull it out, you know, yeah. a lot a lot like our uh, crappy, crappy, crappy family to the north um, with <laughs> Tulsa. Yeah. And instead, we came out and kicked them in the mouth on the first drive and just continued to just pound it down their throat. I think, again, Will Rogers is an absolute animal. He's a stud. He's, he's just breaking all his own passing records at this point. He he already has. I think he's tied with the most pass passing touchdowns I've ever thrown in a season, and we're we're four games in. So, um, you know, he is he's a he's a bad man. He's surrounded by bad men, and uh, you know, I, I really do see us kind of I don't want to say dominating, but winning this one pretty easily. Yeah, I think so too. And man, he's on he's on track. I mean, if he stays uh, next year, and then you know, he's even as that COVID year, gosh, he could go down as the. Uh, college football in the college, not just Mississippi State or SC college football history is most passing yards. I don't know if he'll if he'll stay that long or not, but he's on track for just doing crazy things like that. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, again, I, I can't I can't say any more any more great things about him. The only the only negative I see in his game is um, he's like a, a adjusted like ninety percent completion rate passer when he can have his feet set, but he's like fifty when he has people in his face. So. Right. If he can, if he can manage the pocket, he can find windows to, th- to throw the ball, and we, our offensive line, can step up and keep the pressure off him. I don't see any. I don't see any problems with us scoring forty points. I agree with you. Well, Brandon, you want to uh, you want to talk real quick about the uh, about the pick'em we got going on, and since uh, um, who the winner was, and, and what we got going on with that. Yeah. So everybody, it's just really tied up at the top. I mean, you were up there. I, I was an idiot, and I changed my picks at the last minute uh, for the Florida-Tennessee game and the Arkansas A&M game last week, and uh, I switched it up. I would have won if I wouldn't have done that, but uh, we got King back at the top. He was our week one winner. Uh, it's going to be really neck and neck all the way through the season um, into that. So I know I just saw that some of our coffee was delivered to our week two winner, so hopefully he's enjoying that. But y'all just remember to get on there and, and make your picks. So Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, and it's and it's cool. You know, we talk about this all the time. Uh, it's we love talking about football and, and and Mississippi State and everything. And 
and while we do this is for uh, help spread awareness my fight with cf and and uh so yeah if you win you'll, you'll win some of those uh, coffee products that brandon has on our website johnnypacker.com and and uh hopefully you'll get some and, and spread the word to other people about if you like coffee or anything like that to, to get on board and, and buy it's cheap it's only like 20 bucks stuff like that we still have glasses for sale brandon's office in in, in carterville but um but yeah just do something like that and it helps spread the word and, and uh, hopefully we can bring some money in and, and help raise some, uh, raise more money for CF. So thank y'all so much for all y'all listening out there, listening to our podcast and joining in on the pickums and buying the coffee and just being on, on, uh, on board with it. We can't thank y'all enough. And, uh, and Nick, it's so awesome to have you back, man. It's, it's, it's uh, so, so cool. Can't wait to see you back and start Vegas one of these days. And, and uh, we'll hang up, hit up two brothers again, like we did last time. That was cool. Absolutely, man. Hopefully I'll make it. I'm, I'm going to try to make it to a game this year. Uh, I really am going to try to just uh, got some job interviews and that kind of stuff got to deal with before I can uh, go, go yeah. spend money getting out there to Starkville. But um, again, also with the pick em, um, I will win a week. At least I will win one. week. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to be the overall winner because I'm an idiot and forget to set picks, but yeah. I will win one week. Eventually I, I have no doubt in my mind. <clears throat> well, Hey, uh, but, Nick, before we go, I want you to tell tell. tell uh, I'm really enjoying uh, uh, your your podcast with Noah. Uh, kind of tell our listeners about what you have going on with that podcast and where they can find it. Sure, yeah. So it's uh, it's called the uh, the Has Been and the Never Was podcast. Obviously, I'm the Never Was, and Noah Ashburn is the Has Been. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, eventually, we'll we'll figure out a way to get it on some other places. I don't even know, like the Google Store or something like that. Um, but no, it's it's just two guys again. It's it's a perspective of a former player and just a, a lifelong fan. We don't ever take it too seriously. Most of the time, we're just cracking jokes and talking about you know past stories having to do with my career and the teams we're playing and situations like that. Um, we do a little bit of uh, some some gambling picks as a a little bit of a competition for Noah and I uh, for who's going to buy who two brothers at the end of the season because obviously <laughs> we're going to go to two bros. And I mean, we just have fun with it. it. It comes out on Mondays and Thursdays. Um, you know, Mondays are just recapping the, the last week's game and Thursdays are kind of looking forward to, to the weekend. Uh, again, it's, it's a good time. They're about 35 minutes a piece, uh, very digestible. We don't get it deep into the X's and O's or anything like that. Um, and yeah, if you guys ever feel like you guys want to check it out, I, I put links to it out on, on my Facebook and my Twitter um so if you guys if you guys ever want to check it out just just go find a link and uh go listen in awesome yeah we've really i've enjoyed listening to it too so uh two brothers meets if you're out there listening i mean we've plugged you a couple times here i know you're on hey dad's show so come on over here and sponsor us so we can get some money for cf too <laughs> yeah no doubt <laughs> yeah no no free sponsors but i mean it is one of the best places to eat in starville yeah yeah it's good stuff well, all right, Nick. We appreciate it. We'll let you get out of here and uh, go, dogs, everybody. Yes, yes, go dogs. Thank y'all so much. Thanks, Nick. All Take right, care, buddy. Boys. Bye, See y'all. you next time.